Wherever cancer is, Hancock Health will fight. In any part of you and in all corners of East Central Indiana. From Indianapolis to Greenfield to Knightstown to Rushville. From hospital rooms to family rooms, we fight. With technology and medicine. With care backed by the wisdom of Mayo Clinic. For you, for your family, and for your future in Rush County. We fight cancer here. HancockHealth.org slash cancer. The strike continues, but it seems that Ford and Stellantis have worked the deal. It's General Motors that hasn't. They shut down the Spring Hill, Tennessee facility, which makes Escalades, which means they're really trying to hurt them with the money. Tony Katz. That's me, by the way. 93 WIBC. Good morning. Great to be with you. Now, we're going to see whether or not a deal can be made. Right now, I guess everything's possible. We're also going to see whether or not the deal with Stellantis and Ford hold. For the sake of of the rank and file, I hope they do. But I have no idea if, if they will. Mike Pence is out of the presidential primary. He made that announcement yesterday while speaking to the Republican Jewish Coalition. Traveling across the country over the past six months, I came here to say it's become clear to me this is not my time. So after much prayer and deliberation, I have decided to suspend my campaign for president effective today. Now, I'm leaving this campaign, but let me promise you, I will never leave the fight for conservative values, and I will never stop fighting to elect principled Republican leaders to every office in the land. So help me, God. So that's that. He wasn't going to make the debate stage. I mean, that's, that's what happened. He was not going to make the debate stage Why even bother at that moment? Trump wants his endorsement. I I do not understand why he would want that. I don't know why it would matter. uh, Why would his supporters want that? Yet, here we are. Him, like, uh, he should endorse me because he was my vice president, so he should endorse me. I don't think that's coming. I also think Pence is going to keep his powder dry. I also uh, think that no one will be clamoring for the Pence endorsement because the Pence voter is now going to go most probably to Nikki Haley. Pence getting out of this race, I don't see how it helps DeSantis more than Nikki Haley. Nikki Haley could very well be the only person left standing to compete against Trump. That is absolutely true. Do I like the way DeSantis has uh, acted engaged regarding Israel, regarding some of these, these other things? Yes, his actions much more than, than his campaigning. I do, but that doesn't mean that he is not falling behind. He is. It's the weirdest thing in the world, but it is. 
This is not a campaign that has done well. Results-based in terms of policy in, in Florida and things done, great. Conversationally, eh. Me, I'm a results guy, so I'm still down with it. But watch. Watch and learn. We go inside Indiana business. Gary Dick is up next. Tony Katz, 93 WIBC. Good morning. Everything seems to be about the economy. Don't get me wrong, there's plenty of talk about Israel and Hamas. There's plenty of talk about the southern border. I still argue uh, the most important story. Because the things are connected. The economy is another part of this connection. Tony Katz, great to be with you. Gary Dick joins us from InsideIndianaBusiness.com. On Twitter, at IIB, at Gary Dick, G-E-R-R-Y, at Gary Dick, on uh, the, the Twitter box. And we take a look at how these things affect us in Indiana. Certainly, we see interest rates having an effect. You, Gary Dick, we're talking with Doug Bowles over there at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. And this this economic impact report that got um, released and shows what it is that the Speedway is providing to Indianapolis, and really Indiana as as a whole. Talk to me about, uh, first of all, what the report says, if, if you spoke to Doug, uh, what it is he's saying about not only what's happening, but the future. Yeah, uh, interesting story, Tony. Uh, in fact, this is the first economic impact study that has been done on the Indianapolis Motor Speedway in more than a decade, more than 10 years. So it really was anticipated. I mean, I, I think a lot of people anticipate there would be a big number, and the number is big. Uh, it's pegged at a billion dollars, and that was between uh, June of 2022 to May of this year. So a one-year period, uh, a billion dollars into the Indiana economy directly related to the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. Interesting about that, and I think the number is 85,000 uh, responsible for 85,000 full-time equivalent jobs uh, in Indianapolis and around the state as well. Interesting that when this was last done, more than 10 years ago, the IMS economic impact was $550 million. So basically you're saying uh, it has doubled uh, over the course of the past decade. I think a lot of folks at the, the Speedway and others view that as validation for some of the growth plans and some of the, uh, the, uh, the efforts that have been made there to grow not only the big marquee events like the Indianapolis 500, but also uh, uh, new events, you know, dirt track racing, sports car events, uh, and others uh, around the golf course and things uh, in and around the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. And and that's the the question: Are we getting more bang for the buck from the events we're already doing, or can they point to, or do they point to specific events that have led to greater success? Yeah, great question, and it's it's a combination of both. One, the Indianapolis 500, uh, always the marquee event, the big event. 
Uh, and that in and of itself has grown, too. Not a lot of room to grow substantially more, but that has grown. But even when you look at events, you know, the Speedway, uh, NASCAR has taken a lot of, of heat for, for no fans being at the Brickyard uh, uh, race uh, each and every year. But even that uh, contributed a sizable portion, uh, you know, decent portion uh, of this amount. But it's the other piece, I think, and that's the, the marketing efforts, the uh, adding events and being strategic about things uh, in and around the Indianapolis Motor Speedway that I think a lot of people are looking at in this report. Uh, as I mentioned, you know, the installing a dirt track, having dirt track races there, sports car events, uh, and others. The golf course is an asset that Roger Penske has invested in and perhaps will invest more in uh, going forward uh, as well. So I think it's a combination. I think it's, uh, you know, some, some growth of existing events, those marquee events, but also importantly, adding events that add value not only to the Indianapolis Motor Speedway, but to the community, uh, community at large as well. One of the uh, other pieces is that not only do you have the actual events, but now they're taking the lead in trying to get some of those hotel and conference center projects up and running. Is this the Speedway trying to help the city of Speedway or is this the Speedway saying, no, 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 we got this? You could probably argue, again, both, uh, because uh, in talking with Doug Bowles, when Roger Penske bought the Speedway, uh, a a hotel and conference center uh, there at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway was a project that he wanted to pursue. Uh, And then the pandemic hit. Uh, and uh, the Penske um, uh, mantra at that point was, let's let's stop, let's reassess, let's make this property the best we can be, put these projects on hold and going uh, go forward. Uh, Doug Bowles said they are at a point now where they're very close to being able to engage with, with local and, and state leaders about some of these projects that, again, he talks about as being – uh, positive, certainly for the Indianapolis Motor Speedway, but also for the community as well. If you think about it and how much property is out there, I think the Speedway itself is around 300 uh, acres. There's an additional 700 acres outside of the Speedway uh, that uh, that is owned by IMS that is you know, potentially uh, there for development. So that will be an interesting one to watch, I think, going forward as we look at what uh, what might be next. Talking to Gary Dick from InsideIndianaBusiness.com on Twitter, at IIB. Uh, Just as more of an aside, uh, because this is uh, curiosity, what's taking place right now in Israel, and certainly we get Israeli investment here in the state of of Indiana, has this uh, changed any uh, planned investment, has forced it to uh, go, go on the back burner? And has it, as you've been talking to business owners, as you often do, Gary Dick, uh, changed how they are planning for for the future? No, I've not heard of anything, Tony, but you bring up a good point that a lot of people uh, don't know or aren't familiar with, and that is there are substantial Israeli uh, companies investing in Indiana, Anderson among uh, several communities here. And, and as you know, and, and, and some know, the reputation uh, of Israel is one of an innovative entrepreneurial economy. And Indiana has been trying to tap into that uh, with, with trips there, with trade trips there, and some other efforts to tap into that entrepreneurial ecosystem, uh, if you will. I've not heard of any, uh, any plans to, to cut back or curtail uh, in light of what's going on, but it's an important piece of that whole economic development effort that uh, we see the state engage in on a global basis. Let's uh, let's move it over to some of the other things that that you've been uh, working on and looking at. As I uh, check out uh, 
InsideIndianaBusiness.com, and of course, the UAW strike. Um, yep. You have a possible deal with Stellantis, a possible deal with Ford, but right now, as of, as of this second, um, not a deal with, with GM. And with all of these things, even if something gets announced, you don't know what's done till it's it's done uh you've got plenty of gm here in in indiana including in marion the fort wayne what are they telling you and are these plants getting ready for what might come next which is a total walk-off yeah you know i i think uh generally speaking the the plants around the state are viewing the developments as positive in terms of getting back to work as you mentioned ford and stellantis uh tentative deals reached nothing yet at general motors rank and file have to vote on these to, to, to make these things happen. What Where the river will meet the road, though, is what the impact of these deals will be. I think I believe the uh, the the price or the uh, the wage increase uh, was substantial over four years of uh, the next four years and how that will affect uh, the automakers plans. Uh, again, as you look at this electrification of the auto industry and the billions of dollars, a lot of it being poured into uh, here into Indiana, how that will affect uh, those plans or will they affect those plans? Interesting to see how General Motors. You've got to anticipate that there there probably is a deal in the uh, in the works with General Motors to get that going uh, as well. But we'll see. Gary Dick inside IndianaBusiness.com. Uh, find him on the Twitter Xbox at IIB. Always a pleasure. How bad is it? Don't sugarcoat it. Give it to me straight. Want coffee? I think I need some coffee. Time to fill up on the news. Tony Katz, that's me, by the way. I keep reminding you, just in case you didn't know. 93 WIBC. Good to be with you. Dow futures down, up, up, up. Not down, not uh, down, up. 183 NASDAQ futures up 100. Nice to see. McDonald's revenue is up 14%. Why? Because prices are up. Prices are up. Everything is up. Where's the 10-year treasury? I've not checked the 10-year treasury. What am I even thinking of doing if I'm not checking to see exactly where our interest rates are? We're at 4.905 right now. So, uh, yeah, we're still at 8%. And then we see this insanity. Lance Lambert put this out about mortgage rate figures. So he was the real estate editor for Fortune, then struck out on on his own, doing things on his own. The National Housing Outlook. So this is the forecast from Wells Fargo. Wells Fargo sees the... 30-year fixed in 2024 at 6.39% and sees it in 2025 at 5.70%. Just as in, in a way of understanding, they had a forecast for 2022 for the conventional 30-year fixed of 6.94 for 2023. Their rate was 6.94. They only missed it by an over a percent and we're not done yet. Why would I believe it's going to go down to these numbers? Not buying. I am not buying this at all. I'm also not buying a house. 
I'm also not buying a car. Well, I'm not. I'm not financing a car. You know me. It's every, everything is 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 possible. Everything is possible. I still need to find a bracket for the uh, spare tire of, of the Bronco, and then I'm then I'm mostly done. Well, then I have to get actually the wheel that matches the others, and then I got to get the tire, and then I got to get the cover. And if you're gonna get the cover, it's got to say Bronco on it, right? It has to say Ford Bronco. So I got to get one of those. But I think I'm gonna get the vinyl and not the hard cover because let's not be silly. And then, and then I only have to get some interior trim pieces uh, for it. And then an original radio I need to put back in. And then, and then I need uh, floor mats for. Oh, maybe I'm not buying anything. Maybe, maybe I just uh, sucked myself into a very, very abysmal hole right there. With no with no end in sight. Now, these numbers, uh, while, while I'm looking at the, the market today, I'm saying, oh, very nice. Things are up. But if we're basing it on, well, you know, McDonald's did great. Their revenue's up 14%, but it's based on price hikes. That's... Not great. Maybe it's based on the fact that United Auto Workers are getting things done with Ford. Getting things done with Solantis, but not General Motors. As is reported, the Ford deal with United Auto Workers includes $8 billion in new plant investments and $5,000 ratification bonuses. So this is a four and one half year agreement. It's going to be rolled out to the Ford members. There's 57,000 of them. And they will vote on it. They will vote on this. No idea what's going to happen with General Motors, which still does not have a deal. Sean Fain, president of the UAW, putting in a statement, we send this contract to you because we know it breaks records. We know it will change lives. But what happens next is up to you all. Maybe Sean Fain comes out of this a winner. But man, does he come across like a giant loser. Loser! With the eat the rich shirts and everything else. We'll see. We will see what we will see. And we'll see how the rank and file responds to it. I assume it will be favorable. I assume that they will say yes. But that doesn't mean it's a done deal. When it's done, we'll know. Tony Katz, 93 WIBC. Good morning. That's rising, Poppy. No question about it. I mean, in 2022, there were more anti-Semitic events in this country uh, than there had been since 1979. And, and, and this year, in 23, we continue to see that rise. It's dangerous. It's unacceptable. Uh, it, it, anywhere in the world, certainly here in the United States of America. And so what we're doing is we're working very closely at a federal level with state and local authorities to be able to better identify threats uh, to the Jewish community and disrupt them before they can, they can, uh, they can actually uh, take Take action. We're working on that uh, very, very hard. Now, there's obviously also a rise in uh, anti-Muslim uh, uh, hate and uh, and activity as well. We're watching that very, very closely. The equivocation is necessary from these political beings. My advice to you is to buy guns, buy ammo, and get trained. 
To which I have been told that I'm part of the problem for saying so. No, I'm not. Well, guns are just violence. Mm. Tony Katz, 93, WIBC. Good morning. I believe that you should be prepared. And these people that we're seeing on college campuses, that we're seeing all around the globe, the ones who shut down an airport because they heard a jet from Israel was coming to Russia, a Russian airport got shut down, overrun with people screaming, where are the Jews? I think you should protect yourself from those people. And I think you do that with a firearm. You might do it with something else. I don't know, get bear spray. I don't know what to tell you. I'm telling you what I'm telling you. Buy guns, buy ammo, and get trained. You think I'm the problem? You think I'm causing the violence? My plan is to go home to my children and my wife. My plan is to see tomorrow. I don't know what somebody else's plan is. I'm not even, they're not on my radar. I'm on theirs. Jewish students are on theirs. Anybody who disagrees with them is on theirs. So why is anybody somehow defending them? Why would anybody say it's wrong to be wary and aware? I'm not changing my life for anybody. I'm going to go where I go. It's uh, uh, at Cornell. They tell Jewish students, avoid this building. Well, I got to hide. Oh, Cooper Union uh, College. uh, They're banging on the doors of the library, not letting the Jews out. Here, you can hide in the attic. I am not doing Anne Frank part de. No. I'm living my life. And if you bother me, I'm going to be prepared. That's a smart message. It's why people take kickboxing. Or, or mixed martial arts, Krav Maga, all sorts of things. It's why they carry a knife or mace all of a sudden. Don't be prepared. That's violence. Shut up. Speaking of people have to keep their mouth closed, uh, this is through um, uh, the IBJ. It's actually an Associated Press story. Moms for Liberty unexpectedly finds itself at center of Carmel mayoral race. This is because Miles Nelson is a despicable candidate who has run a despicable campaign. Gross, disgusting campaign put forth by clearly Ron Klain or Ron Klain types that doesn't focus on Carmel at all. Sue Finkham puts plans out. Miles Nelson just screams, why won't you condemn Moms for Liberty? Because I don't have to condemn Moms for Liberty. Why don't you condemn Congressman Andre Carson for supporting Jew-hating bigots? I'm going to say it again. It is Miles Nelson who told us he's a devout Jew. His words, he brought it into the campaign. When Moms for Liberty used this quote from Hitler in one of their newsletters, it was a mistake. I said so then, I say so now, just wrong. Andre Carson befriends Louis Farrakhan, will condemn Louis Farrakhan, calls Rashida Tlaib his sister, and does not believe in condemning Hamas. Where's Miles Nelson? Miles, where are you? He wants to make this race about something that doesn't matter. Condemning Moms for Liberty doesn't change anything about Carmel's vision of growth for the future. 
a parental rights group that wants to know what's going on in their kids' education, good for them. Good for them. Condemn them? No. Condemn Andre Carson? Yes. Where's Miles Nelson? I mean, if the use of the quote requires condemnation of the group nationwide, then clearly the support of Rashida Tlaib, who lies about Israel attacking a hospital, should be condemned. And if Miles Nelson has a problem with it, Miles Nelson went down this road. Miles Nelson decided this was the way to campaign. The Democrat candidate in Carmel, Miles Nelson decided that this was the tactic. Now you got to deal with the tactic. Where's the condemnation, you coward? Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Do I have to ask again? Where is it? Carmel has a very, very easy choice to make in this election as I see it. But no one should think of rewarding Miles Nelson for engaging the worst aspects of national politics and bringing it to Carmel, Indiana. Despicable. Despicable stuff. I'll get more into it on Tony Katz today. At noon, I will catch you then.